to the High Neighbor Podcast, brought to you by the Multimedia Studio at Passive Community Abundant Life Center. And now your host, Pastor Victor Redfoot. Hi, neighbor. We welcome you to our podcast this morning. And as our guest today, we have Jody Goolish. She's Director of Community Life here on the campus. I'm very glad to have her with us this morning. Now, my co-director, Dolores Fruit, is going to ask her first question. It's good to have you here, Jody. You and I go back a long way. We uh, both are, have been residents of Rochester. I, didn't, I wasn't born there as you were, but... Uh, I lived there for 25 years and was a good friend of your mother's. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where, how you did as you grew up. Hey, good morning. First of all, thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. And as Dolores said, I am a Rochester native, and I grew up in the Congregation of Grace Lutheran Church in Rochester, which both of my parents were very active with. And that was a very big part of our life. My mother was very active in the women's groups and the outreach. And my dad actually was Sunday school superintendent for a number of years and was active in the choir for almost 70 years of Grace Lutheran Church. And part of that um, growing up was the fact that I came out here to Pazavent with my mother as a very, very young child and would deliver flowers. So but the Pazavin itself has been part of my life. My aunt and uncle were here, uh, both residents here, and spent their final days here. And as a young child on, in a youth group, I danced on the stage in Old Maine as part of the variety show. And don't ever ask me to do that again. I danced in clogs, and it was a great time, but we used to travel around, and this was one of the stops as well. So mm-hmm. I grew up there as an only child with two wonderful parents. Yes, you did have two wonderful parents. I remember going to conventions and doing things with your mother, who was a lovely person. Now, who was your hero or mentor or helped you to become the person you are today? Who inspired you? Well, first of all, there's several people in my life who have helped me become the person I am. My dad would be my first hero. Um, He taught me the value of hard work and education. My dad uh, had graduated from Penn State after the war and put himself through college. He was a hard worker, and he taught me that value from the very beginning, that you work for what you have, you're proud of what you do, and education is first and foremost. The second person, and I think has been one of my biggest inspirations, is my son. When I had my son, um, we had some difficulty at the beginning, and he has cerebral palsy. Has He's 22 years old now, and he's in a wheelchair. And that young man is probably my biggest infer- inspiration because he has a smile on his face, has always been positive, even with all his difficulties. So anytime I want to feel sorry for myself, I look at him. And that's one of the things that's most important to me is his outlook on life. If he can do it, so can I. That's great. I, I think you'd be proud of him, I'm sure. Now, <clears throat> what the, you said you had educate, education. What does that consist of? Well, I went to my undergrad at Westminster College 
in New Wilmington and got a degree in education in sociology and actually started out as a kindergarten teacher and also and taught music on the side. And that's where I started. And after I had been in that a few years, I realized the social service aspect was important to me. And I started to look into the different age groups and I really liked the seniors. And that was just something that was an inspiration to me. I had done some volunteer work at area personal care and nursing communities and really liked it and ended up going into activities several, probably 20 years ago as an, as an activities assistant and I loved it. Then I went back to school at age 50 and got my master's degree. And I, that, and my concentration was in geriatrics with adapted physical activity at Slippery Rock. And I ended up doing that at 50. And it was a big accomplishment for me. A lot has changed. <laughs> yes. I, I had two sons and uh, they both went to Westminster and uh, they were very active in, on campus life. Your experience reminds me of ours also because uh, my husband was a pastor and he was in uh, in parishes and he decided to go into social service at Pazavit Memorial Homes in Rochester. And so uh, this was a change. It was a different type of ministry and I'm sure you can relate. Now, um, do you have some hobbies or something that you're really passionate about well my hobbies do revolve around my son's interests years ago i i mean i i like to craft i like to do things i like to garden when my son came along a lot a lot of my passion became what is now his passion so we are very big sports fans in our house especially nascar we travel the race circuits we are big nascar fans of course all the pittsburgh sports and that is his passion and he has a little blog that he works on and he talks with people all over the country through the miracle of the internet and that connects my son joey to a lot of different people so that's kind of become our passion in our house is to get those to get sports and and very we do things as a family, which is really nice. That is very good. Uh, what changes have you seen that influenced your way of living? <laughs> well, a lot of the changes that, that I've seen that have influenced, of course, I went, when I started my journey with work and with education was, the, was way before all of the technical um, you know, all of these advances that we've made. But right now, I think the biggest thing we see is there's never something that somebody doesn't know about because of technology. It really does affect the way you live. I mean, with social media, and it's it can be a very positive thing because it gets the word out. It tells people what we're doing. On the other hand, you do have to, to know that everybody does know. So that's, that's another thing. It, it does affect how you live and, and how you do things. But I still think it's important to turn all that off at home and spend time doing things that we did when we grew up. And we were sitting outside and we were sitting around a campfire or yes. whether you're doing things. That's important. And I think that has to influence 
can't always be in front of the computer or the TV. That person, it doesn't take away the personal time. And that worries me sometimes that we're all so caught up in social media and technology. We don't spend time with each other and get to know each other. And it's about the relationship. I, I feel very much the same about that because being a pastor, um, I tried to urge young people particularly to get out and be active in the community. And I, I think it's admirable that you carry that philosophy through. Well, it does. I mean, one of the challenges that I've had through my life and being an only child was when my dad was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia. So this was a man that was very educated. He was a chemist. Um, he was an engineer all his life, very mathematical. And I had had seen my dad when he couldn't, when he started not to be able to add his checkbook. And I knew because I worked in the field, but it was still a really hard challenge for me. And that's where my passion came to work um, with folks that also have some of those signs of dementia. And that kind of turned me. And he lived with us and I worked with him very closely. And when it hit that close to home, it just affects you differently. God was working through that tragedy or through that discomfort to bring you here and to help some of the people that have dementia. And it's good. Uh, what brought you here, by the way? Well, what brought me here was my passion to work <clears throat> with everyone. I, I like folks that are, well, let's, let me, I'm going to back up. What brought me here probably was my history here because I had spent so many years coming out here and work with my mom and, and I visited, like I said, my aunt and uncle were here at one point and they spent the remainder of their days here and they absolutely loved it. And what brought me here was just the passion of working with others and number one, I love the, the dementia is, is part of my, of my passion that I wanna make a difference. And so I felt that this was the place. I, the mission and the value here also align with how I grew up and my own values. And I think the mission and the value of Pazvent Lutheran Senior Life was probably the big draw. And then, the, uh, and then looking at it, when I first interviewed here and saw how many volunteers we have and all of the programs and the services and the things that we do and the level of care, and the quality here really drew me to Pazavent. I felt very lucky that I got this position. Do you have any worries? I do have worries. I think my, my biggest worry that I think of now <laughs> as I age is my son. Him being 22, he lives with us. He's always going to live with us. That's always a worry for me. It's always a worry what's going to happen to him, where are we going to be, I have a daughter as well, and my daughter is, is 28 years old and has her own child and her own house and her own life, and she has always been very close with her brother, but I look at, do I really, does she really need to be the person that is, is the caregiver? She has, her own, she has her own family as well. So that, that's always a worry for me is what's gonna happen with him, because I'm very close with him. Well, you know that Pasifin has a ministry to people like that, mm -hmm. and uh, can always turn to Pasifin for help at that point. <laughs> we can, and, and that's the really nice thing, is a lot of the personal care, a lot of the assisted living, a lot of those type of communities, Pasifin being one of them, the aging in place philosophy, 
that I could be here and have him here as we age. Yes. So I said when I got hired here, I was going to work here until I live here. So we, yes. we'll see. <laughs> that I, I hopefully will be working a long time yet. We do have but, families here right. that yes. have children that have disabilities and have brought them in mm-hmm. along with them. So, well, let's turn to something funny. Do you have something funny to tell us about well, yourself? I will tell you, one of the funniest things, my one of my best memories, every <clears throat> year my dad would make sure that we had a vacation. So my mom and my dad and I would go. And my mom and dad were the type of people that they never, I never heard them raise their voice to each other in 42 years. They just did not do that, except when my mother drove the car. <laughs> on vacation and my dad would become this person I didn't know because she was either going too fast or too slow didn't know how to and that is one of the funniest as I can remember traveling when it was her turn to drive yeah. and I would have these two people in the front seat I'd, I never heard before and that was the only time and she would finally pull over and there were many times it happened she'd say that's it I'm done you drive and he, ne- he needed the break but he could never close both eyes because he always felt that no one else could drive the car the same way as he did and those two would just they would bicker and it was the only time i ever heard that and i would just be in the back seat laughing because it was so funny <laughs> i have a friend that her daughter just well she's a senior in high school and um, every day i talk to her she says boy I don't know what I'm going to do with that girl. <laughs> and she's talking about the way the girl drives. <laughs> she says she drives too close to the yellow line. And <laughs> I think mothers have that, that nervous you know, feeling about their children. My husband taught both our children to drive. And he uh, took my son out in the snow to drive and everything and he told my daughter you don't need to do that because women don't drive in the snow well (laughs) here she is living in the north driving in the snow all winter long and uh, our son is in sunny texas okay (laughs) so he was wrong on that one if you had to do it over again would you do things differently than you have? I think the one thing I'd probably do differently would be I would have gone to grad school right after college. My dad wanted to send me, and he wanted to pay for it. But I thought I knew better mm-hmm. at 22, and I was ready to go. Um, I wanted to get married, have a family. I was in education. I thought I knew everything at the age of 22. <laughs> if I had it to do over again, I probably should have taken him up on that offer. He really wanted me to do that. So that that's probably the one thing I would do differently. Oh, good. Do you see anything socially happening that might be improved if we had more people involved socially in what aspect well and across the whole nation we're having trouble i think with youth particularly well socially i think again part of the reason that things have changed is because we have evolved we've evolved with technology 
where children used to play outside together as a community, yes. they're now in their rooms in front of an iPad or an iPhone or in front of the internet playing video games. When I grew up, we played outside. We played as a community. You went out when it got light. You came back when it got dark. If you went to someone's house and you got hungry, you got fed. I mean, it was just one of those things where it was a, it was a community. I don't see that as much as I used to. When you look in neighborhoods, you have people coming in and out. Um, it's different folks. People are moving with their jobs. Um, it's just not... It's not that community that I see as I, it was when I was growing up. I mean, we were the same families in the same neighborhood for 25 yes, years. Yes. You didn't move. Your, jo you know, your jobs were there, and you stayed at that job, and the kids grew up together. You went to school together. That is not what you see now. You see you know, parents, both parents are working, which is, a, which is a necessity, but some of the overview of the young of the youth in this country and it troubles me because they're not learning to build relationships and if you don't learn how to build relationships and don't have those in your life it can affect everything that you do exactly and it's worrisome to me because i i see that evolve of course that's a worry to me too uh, i think a lot of adults see that as a real problem for the future <clears throat> so uh, but here is different. I mean, when, when you're here at Pazavent, yes, we build that community. Mm -hmm. we, we base our everything we do on relationships. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the most important. When I, when I see someone and we greet each other in the hall yes. and we say good morning and you stop and talk and you know about each other mm -hmm. and you know if someone's not having a good day, you know that because you know that person and you're building those relationships. So this community, we still have, yes, we have technology, but we have the person to person. Yes, and that's one do. of the most important things here that, yeah. that I see that we have. Absolutely. <clears throat> yes, it's, it's wonderful. I've been here as a resident for 10 years, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. This is my home, and these are my friends, and I have good relationships with, with the people here. And it's wonderful. You can just, everybody knows you. Everybody exactly. knows your name as they had in the old TV show. That's true. <laughs> Are you involved in your churches you have been in the, as a child? Well, I was. I am not anymore so much with Grace Church because I live. Of course, I live up here. Yes. But as a child, I grew up. Yes. I mean that that was very important, and it did not matter what else was going on on Sunday. We were there as a family together. Um, we, after church, would do something normally. There was a little reception afterwards, or I'd be out delivering flowers with my mother. We did things at the church, the church dinners, church picnics. Because both of my parents were on about every committee you could be on. Yes, they were. So they were. were part of that, and it was very important to them. It was uh, just a big part of their life. Uh, your mother, you mentioned she delivered flowers. Did she grow them? No, these would be the flowers from the church. We would have the altar flowers, or some of the women's groups would have, there would be someone here, and they would send flowers out. And she would. She liked that personal part of delivery. Rather than having the florist send them, she thought it was important to make that contact, which is where I get that from. That's that yes. personal relationship. Yes, you, you are much like your mother that way. 
And my mother was, you know, she was very much a face-to-face person. She was not one to just call you on the phone. She wanted to come and visit, so. Well, you learned a lot from her. She also was your mentor then. She was, and I mean, my dad being in business and him, he being a businessman was, was a big part as well because he, he was, it was very important how you appear, so how you conduct yourself, and I learned that. So, and I passed that on to my children as well. I think it's very important. Yes. That's good that you do that, that you pass it on to your children because uh, there's not enough of that goes on today. Is there anything we missed that you'd like to share with us? Well, I think that, again, I just am honored to be here. I think that Pazavent community has such a wonderful vision and mission. And the purpose here, all of us, whether you're a resident who lives here or a team member that works here, we're all family. And and you can see that. When you walk down the halls here, you see that. And that's just something that I cherish. I like coming to work in the morning. I look forward to what my day is going to bring. And I've never had that where I come in that I don't feel that I belong here. Well, we want to thank you for participating this morning. And uh, I certainly know that people out there are glad to get to know you a little bit, too. Thank you. We thank Um, you, Jody, very much. And now our time has come to an end, and we're very happy to have you all as our neighbors. May you meet with us next week as we continue this kind of programming.